0: What's going on Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down the Kevin Durant situation, what's going on there with him and the Brooklyn Nets, his possible trade destinations, and how that could affect the Eastern Conference playoff race. We'll also be talking about Gordon Drogic playing over in Eurobasket with Luka Doncic. Um, should the Chicago Bulls be interested in trading for Kenyon Martin Jr.? And then lastly, ESPN giving the Chicago Bulls the third-worst off-season grade in the Eastern Conference. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, first up, I'm going to talk about some news that actually is not directly related to the Chicago Bulls. Now, it could affect them depending on what happens. So, Kevin Durant... um. You know, basically reiterated his trade request to uh, Nets ownership, basically saying it's either going to be the next, the Nets front office or Kevin Durant. Joe Tsai then immediately tweeted, uh, well, not immediately, but then later on tweeted that he uh, backs the front office and the coaching staff and they're going to make the decision that is the best for the Brooklyn Nets. So with this being said, and this is something that we talked about a little bit earlier in the offseason that, you know, with the, the, Player empowerment movement with Adam Silver also coming out saying that the NBA was going to look at what they can do in regards to players uh requesting trades early into their their contracts. Um, this is like the first sign of ownership really fighting back against the player empowerment movement. Now, to I say to a degree because they're not gonna just say, hey, no, Kevin, you're here, your your contract, you're gonna stay here, you're gonna be a Brooklyn net. They're still going to move them, but I honestly think that the that the Brooklyn Nets are going to move him to a destination that gets them and nets them the best assets and the best team overall. I don't think it's going to be one of those situations where they completely cave in to exactly what Kevin Durant wants. Now, by all reports, Kevin Durant's still preferred destination is the Phoenix Suns, but that is very unlikely um, due to like uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, and hit you know him being able to veto trades and, and not be able to. I don't think I don't think he can be traded until January eighteenth. I believe is the date. I may be a little bit off on that date. So so Sham Sharani has come out and tweeted that the teams with the best odds to land Kevin Durant right now are the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, and the Miami Heat. Now, of those teams, the Miami Heat have the weakest package that they can offer. They can offer something around Duncan Robinson, around Tyler Hero. There is a reason why they wouldn't be able to include Bam Adebayo. I don't remember that off the top of my head right now. That then takes us to the Toronto Raptors, who apparently they have... Uh, balked at including Scotty Barnes in any type of trade talks. And that's kind of what the Brooklyn Nets uh would want that trade conversation to start with. Um but they have the 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 Raptors are prepared to offer up uh OG, Pascal Siakam some picks, uh and then you you come to the Boston Celtics who on paper at least can offer the best deal. Um, they have a number of picks that they can throw in. Uh, they they so far have hesitated at including um smart but other than that, uh you, you start at Jalen Brown. Uh, You get Derek Wright in there like they have players that they could offer um, and the number of picks that the the Brooklyn Nets are probably going to look for. So with those teams all being in the Eastern Conference, this is a trade that if it goes down soon and, you know, I do think that they're going to look to move Kevin Durant before the start of training camp, if they can, at least definitely before the start of the season, because once a player comes in, they basically says it's me or the front office and lay out, lay down that ultimatum. You kind of want to move on so you can start building your new culture, so you can, so you cannot have that toxicity around of a player who clearly doesn't want to be there. Now, we'll see if that ends up happening. We'll see what type and how quick the movement on that deal happens. But as it stands right now, I do think that Kevin Durant is going to be moved sooner rather than later. So with that being said, if he is moved, let's say to the Boston Celtics, how does that change the outlook for the Eastern Conference, right? The Boston Celtics already won the East, so it doesn't really change uh, much that I don't think that the Chicago Bulls were going to be one of those teams that challenges for a top spot in the East. They could, right? Because we see, we you know, health and everything. We can see what happens with the Chicago Bulls, but it definitely affects some things. While the appearing of Jason Tatum with Kevin Durant, still having Malcolm Brogdon there, they'll still have Time Lord there, they'll still have Al Horford. That's still a really good team and a great team to a degree if it all clicks and they work out together. That really does change the power In the the power dynamic in the Eastern Conference, and you may see other teams start making trades and moves, especially at the trade deadline, to do that. Now, the question remains: that can the Chicago Bulls compete in the Eastern Conference with that's top heavy like that? At that point, you're looking at Philly, you're looking at Boston, you're looking at um, the Milwaukee Bucks, you're looking at the Miami Heat, and then I put I put the Chicago Bulls in that tier that they can compete. I think you know if everything clicks. Uh, everybody stays healthy, Zach Levine takes a leap or whatever, or stays more healthy, gets back to being efficient. I think the Bulls can compete with any team. But it does make it really interesting to see how that dynamic in the Eastern Conference could change if Kevin Durant is moving traded. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what teams. Of course, if that trade goes down, you guys know I don't just break news for, every, for Bulls. I break news for big things that happen in the NBA. So I will get a video up the moment a Kevin Durant trade goes down. But I'm going to ask you guys this. Do you think Kevin Durant going to the Boston Celtics makes the East, like, do they automatically win the Eastern Conference, or do you think there's still enough parity there that it does, while it does make the Eastern Conference a little bit tighter, do you think that uh, that it just makes the Eastern Conference more um, more tight than, uh, than being a foregone conclusion to win the Eastern Conference Finals? Let me know what you guys think about that one down below, but let's get into some specific bulls and news. So Goran Drogic will play in Eurobasket. He will team with Goran Drogic, I'm sorry, with uh, Luka Doncic, and so in this one, uh, I didn't talk about it much. You know, the Bulls did not want, initially, Gondrasian said that the Bulls did not want him to play in Eurobasket. He was able to convince them. He even talked about how his minutes, he's not going to be playing as many minutes with this, um, in this. And, you know, at the end of the day, basketball is basketball. I'm going to watch Eurobasket. I'm going to watch it because it's fun to watch. Basketball, for me, is fun to watch. I've told you guys before, I can watch 10 organized bums play basketball because guess what? I just love basketball that much. But I want to ask you guys this. Do you look at Gordon Dragic playing in Eurobasket? Do you Is the injury concern something for you? Do you think that that may have been why the Chicago Bulls probably did not want him to play in that? Um, do you think that it can help tune him up? And I still look at this and saying I still still don't think Gordon Dragic is going to have a lot of minutes on this team, but I could be wrong. Um, but I did want to talk about that news and the fact that, hey, hopefully you guys do watch Eurobasket as well. Now. The Chicago Bulls were giving the worst off-season grade, I'm sorry, the third worst off-season grade by ESPN for the Eastern Conference. They ranked um, behind only the Brooklyn Nets and the Charlotte Hornets that got worse grades. They got a C-minus in this. And as much as I wanted to look at this and say, "Eh, honestly, I don't disagree too much. But I also don't think that a healthy Bulls team, as I've said before, had to do as much as some people were thinking. Yes, I wanted to see them do much. Make no mistake about it. I wanted to see the Chicago Bulls make a big splash in the offseason. They did not. But looking at it, that C-plus grade, when you look at bringing in a defensive player like Andre Drummond, who I've talked about very heavily on how he could affect the Chicago Bulls, drafting Dalen Terry, signing Justin Lewis, uh, bringing in Goran Dragic, re-signing um, uh, Derek Jones Jr., I'm looking at it, and I can understand the C-plus. While the Bulls didn't dish out any big long-term money, which bodes well for their financial future going forward, in further seasons, they also didn't bring in any big names, so I don't have necessarily any issues. I think the C plus is pretty fair, and I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to say, "Oh no, it was an F. This was a terrible off season." But to me, yeah, this was this was a this was a off season in which they brought in better pieces. Andre Drummond is going to be better than Tristan Thompson. He's going to be better than what Tony Bradley gave us at the backup center. No matter what he gives us, he's he's going to be better than that. Twenty eight years old, you get him on a cheap $6.6 million, I think, two-year deal with the player option on that second year, that's not bad at all. You then look at bringing in Goran Dragic, a veteran who, if you still do have point guard depth issues and injury issues, he's a veteran who could come in, do some things. And then you have the rookie in Daylon Terry that can come in that, while very raw, is going to take some time to mature, may take some time to develop, things like that. He can. He, he listen. The sky's the limit for Dalen Terry. You bring him into a culture with being able to pair with Demar DeRozan, with being able to be mentored by Demar. Things like that. Um, him, him and his energy is probably going. His defense and energy is going to get him on the court early in the season to a degree. Um, I can honestly say, yeah, they didn't make any type of splash move. They didn't make that move that you look at and be like, this is the move that clearly improved this team. But when you look at the basketball reasons why, when you break down the X's and O's, when you look at um the deficient the, the defensive a rating of Andre Drummond, the fact that he still has a great rebounding weight, can get you double digit rebounds and probably double digit points off the bench for you. If you can get him about 20 to 22 minutes, he can get you that. I'm looking at this and saying, yeah, this is, it's a solid, right? It's not bad. It's not like it's an F. It's not like it's in D. The baseline for this rating is a B. So B is average, whereas usually you look at C is average, but I still look at this and saying the Bulls, made some, did some interesting things that could improve the team and could pay in bigger dividends with the team as a whole. So we'll see what happens with that. I kind of, it's a fair, it's a fair rating, I think. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's necessarily too harsh as we've seen some things from Chicago Bulls uh, off season, especially last season with DeMar DeRozan was the worst off season signing. Um, So while ESPN has been harsh with some of the things they've talked about with the Chicago Bulls, I'm looking at this rating and saying, Hey, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see. Let me know what you think about that down below. ESPN uh ranking them. Now, as far as it being the third worst offseason grade, uh, I don't I think there's teams in the East that did a little bit worse. Hell, Miami didn't get any better. They really didn't make any moves. So, like, and I get it, they're better than the Bulls last season, but you know, I'm just looking at it and looking at things like that. But, you know, talking about off and acquisitions, the last topic that we have today is Kenyon Martin Jr., um, who is Uh, reportedly did talk to the Houston Rockets front office about possibly getting a trade. Now, this has been somebody that other people have brought up before as well. Now, Kenya Martin Jr., um, 6'6", but can play some power forward, can can play some three, has a a solid three-point shooting percentage, has a solid PERs, defensive rating isn't too bad. The only issue with Kenya Martin Jr. that I see is contracts a little under $2 million, is that what deal makes sense? Kobe White is... Well over that, that's $7 million a year. So you can't even say a Kevin Martin for Kenya Martin swap straight up. Um, Tony Bradley could get you there. If the Rockets were willing to accept Tony Bradley's deal, then go ahead and cut him. Maybe we we send Tony Bradley and some cash, and then we get Kenya Martin back. They We give them cash to help facilitate a buyout for Tony Bradley for the Houston Rockets. I'm looking at Kenya Martin Jr. And while he's a player that I'm not saying that I wouldn't want on this team, like especially coming off the bench, especially when you look at like, yeah, is is if Dalen Terry isn't quite ready, if you're, if you need more ability to, sh- to, to play some, it be a small ball for, let's be clear here. And you know, Bulls fans already have their issues with small ball, but Kenya Martin Jr. is a player that while not great, while not wow, wowing or anything like that, considering where he was drafted at, considering what he's been able to give, In his NBA career thus far, um, with with his you know his draft position and earning earning minutes and being a pretty damn good solid player, I'm not hating it. Uh, Just go over the stats for Kenyon Martin Jr. Right, 8.8 points per game, 3.8 rebounds per game, 1.3 assists per game, and a PER of 14.38. That's a higher PER of a lot of our bench players last season. The shooting splits: 53% shooting from the field, 35% shooting from three point range. 63% 63 percent from free throw last season, which isn't good. You want to see that improve, definitely. Um, but again, not a player that you look at and say you're, you're not betting the farm on Kenya Martin Jr. Right? You're not bringing them in and saying you're a main piece um, per se. But you are looking at them and saying, hey, as a player that can that can give you some minutes off the bench, give you some solid things, probably be better in some cases. Do you do you look at them? Do you look at bringing them in then? Like it, it would to me, it would it would have to. I would have to look at what are we giving up for? Uh, and his defensive rating actually took a dip last season. Uh, it was 118 was his defensive rating, which is horrible. Let's be clear. That is horrible. Um, but it's it's interesting enough. He's 6'5", 215 pounds. He plays uh, forward. He doesn't play guard, even though he's 6'5". I look at him as a player that would be some interest there. If it's a Tony Bradley swap, you do that every day. You keep it moving, right? You don't You don't have any questions about it. You got Marco, you got Andre Drummond, um, you you got, at that point, Kenyon Martin Jr., I'm willing to bet on him more than I'm willing to bet on Tony Bradley, even with Tony Bradley being bigger, having more height, things like that. But it's not something that I think, do I think it's likely? No. I'm having the conversation because it's been out there. I was asked about it uh, to have it interesting for the show, but we'll see. I want to know from you guys, though, would you be interested in Kenyon Martin Jr. coming to the Chicago Bulls if all you had to do was give up some cash? And Tony Bradley. That's the big caveat there, right? Um, if that's what you had to give up, let me know what you guys think about that one down below. But that is it pretty much for Chicago Bulls news as of right now for today. We've, of course, got DeMar DeRozan. Uh, he did uh, uh, hang out with fans afterwards. We got some pictures of him with that. But, you know, nothing necessarily. It's quiet time in the NBA offseason. And we still may have two big tri- uh, trips to fall um as far as trades we'll see what's going on with uh with Mitchell we'll see what's going on with Kevin Durant those are two trade chips that could still fall and could still affect the the dynamic of the eastern of of the NBA in a degree so we'll see what happens with that now we did also get an update with Lonzo Ball now I guess I'll talk about this before we go so Lonzo Ball's camp apparently is 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 very high on, the, on this possibility of him being ready to go by the start of the season now this Factors in with things that we've heard from LeVar Ball, uh, things that we've we've kind of heard from, you know, Bulls brass in a way, like saying that, you know, he's progressing, but he's not quite where they want to be. Um, the fact that what's going on with the Lonzo Ball injury thing, the fact that it was originally supposed to be six to eight weeks, we are now almost quadruple that amount of time. Um, I've said this before, and I'm going to say this again here, is that Lonzo Ball being ready to go by the start of the season completely changes the the, the outlook for me for the Chicago Bulls at the at, to begin the season what kind of footing can they get started off on what Lonzo Ball meant to this team especially defensively in his communication what he bring shot shot making wise what he brought and I still want to see his this half court game unlocked a little bit more what he brought in turnovers transition all those things the Chicago Bulls are a better team with Lonzo Ball on the court for the Chicago Bulls and that's why you keep hearing this news that's why it keeps being talked about because at the end of the day Lonzo Ball being ready to go for the Chicago Bulls is the best situation possible for the Chicago Bulls. Now, I have taken the stance that I don't think we get any type of firm answer on what's going on with Lonzo until training camp opens. I think that's what we'll get and we'll know if he's going to be ready to go by preseason, by the start of the season, whatever it is, that's when we get our answer. You're going to keep getting these rumors. You're going to keep getting these incremental kind of same statement things from different outlets until then. Hopefully, Lonzo Ball is ready to go. I want to see Lonzo Ball ready to go for this team. He deserves to be. We need him in a lot of different ways to be ready to go for this team, and he changes the outlook in the start of the season for the Chicago Bulls. Now, luckily, Io DeSumo's there ready to go if Lonzo is not ready, but yes, Lonzo Ball being ready is a key factor in how the Chicago Bulls team can perform at parts of the season, and we want to see him on the court. Now, until we get a firm answer, it's kind of difficult to project the Bulls season, Um, but with that being said, I think Lonzo's going to be ready to go by the start of the season, even if it's not necessarily ready to give heavy minutes. Maybe he's on a minutes restriction to start, see how he, his body reacts. But I think Lonzo Ball is going to be in training camp. I think he's going to be ready to go. And for one, it's going to make the Bulls a much better team. Let me know what you think, guys think down below. Are you like me? Are you kind of tired of hearing the, oh, he's expected to be ready to go? I just need to hear it and for it to be made for sure. But that is it for Chicago Bulls Central today. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com and lastly if you want to leave a text and a voicemail to be played on our Saturday mailback episodes the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related and like I like to end every episode on go Bulls love you guys peace y'all and see red people see red live red man live red peace y'all this has been a presentation of the break Break Media. Break media